0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle United are a Champions League side. Once again, it has been 20 years in the waiting And fuck me, it feels very, very good indeed. I'm Alex, I've got Sai, Ben and Charlotte with me. We're here immediately after Newcastle have drawn nil-nil with Leicester City to secure a top four place in the Premier League. We deserve this, you all listening deserve this. Everyone has been unbelievable this season in Newcastle United. What a dream it has been we're on patreon it's between three and eight pounds a month come and join us as we revel in this achievement of this side this week and into the summer would love to have you along with us final one from me we're doing a live one of these next monday night at the stand comedy club in newcastle there's less than 30 tickets left if you want to come along link in the description to this podcast charlotte how are you feeling after that one
2: uh absolutely fucking buzzing I was going to be like, oh, I'm a bit tired. I'm not. I'm not. It's We're recording late. I'm not, I don't feel tired. I actually feel like now it's starting to sink in. Um, Like, after the game, it was... I'm sure we'll talk a bit about the game. What can we say about the game? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Like, after the game, I was just like, oh, my God, has this really actually happened? And then now I really feel like I, I'm getting it. It is. It's happening. We've got European football. This team has done it from... 19th in the Premier League when Eddie Howe took over like what a year and a half ago that is absolutely unbelievable I'm so happy I'm so excited the best is yet to come
3: sorry same question mate yeah um, 20 years I, I actually have not thought about it as 20 years and you've just said it and that makes me think back to being 13 and watching <laughs> us play fucking Juventus into Barcelona like those were the days and we're finally going to be back there again and it's absolutely deserved yeah it, it, it wasn't much of a spectacle. At, at one point, Ben and I, while watching, thought it was some sort of gentleman's agreement to play out a nil-nil, because it really <laughs> felt like that between Newcastle and Leicester. And then they tried to sneak a little uh, attempt on goal later on. But, mm. yeah. Um, they renegated on that deal. Obviously, all we needed was a point. It was a weird atmosphere. All we needed was a point, but to get like, the final whistle and the, the what mm. came after and and that, that relief and, yeah... I cannot wait for Champions League football at Newcastle. It's deserved, and it just, just like kind of reminiscing and, and singing every player's name, and, and every one of them deserves Champions League football as well. It's just such an amazing occasion. I'm, I'm beaming, beaming, and you can't, you <laughs> can't portray that over a pod- podcast. But I'm just beaming, just beaming.
2: As well, right? Like, like Sai was our resident cynic. Uh, misery what what, what do you mean (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen you so happy in my life
4: (laughs) only at HQ but anyway uh, no same absolutely delighted I mean the biggest anti-climax of a match I've ever witnessed but um, the parade afterwards was phenomenal it was a parade (laughs) that's all it was Yeah, it was a parade of all our stars Um, it was fantastic like the, the atmosphere after the game was phenomenal um i mean we lapped it all like lapped every minute of it up we yep. were there pretty much till um the, the groundskeepers got applauded off the pitch basically <laughs> um <laughs> it was f- uh, unbelievable and uh yeah like we'll obviously go into the game but for t- just a very nervy game obviously we, we couldn't put it to bed but then all the kind of emotion you kind of it sinks in that yeah it's been so long since we've we've kind of been a success ultimately and um mm. That was the culmination of it tonight was that we've, we've, we've done a professional job um and yeah we've, we've got our rewards for it and uh, i cannot wait for next season
1: 31st of august is the day everyone needs to know that's the date of the draw for the champions league group stage which we will we will be in just in case anyone isn't sure but there are no qualifiers for teams that finish in the top four of the premier league like newcastle united and i suppose there's there's a there's a mixture of feelings um it's very emotional because the journey that the, the the football club has been on has been so extraordinary. You kind of think back to all of these crucial moments, all of these moments in football matches that have led to this point. And this is the the glorious thing about not being shit is that <laughs> yeah. football matches matter lots. So take it back to Leeds away next season. John Joe Shelby's goal was so important in getting us to here. You can you can trace back. What happened tonight? To back then, beating mm-hmm. Everton at home, beating Leicester at home last season, and, and all of that stuff. Then into this season, and all of the magnificent wins that we've had. I want to give credit, and to be fair, Norman Riley texted me this post game, so it's his idea, but I'm going to develop it. Mm-hmm. I want to give a lot of credit to the lads who were there tonight, who were here before the takeover. Mm-hmm. So, in particular, Miguel Almiron and Fabian Share. Joe Linton. Joe Linton didn't play, but he's oh, one. But yeah, Sorry. but. Particularly those guys Because Murphy. they, they, Murphy's one And I suppose Matt Ritchie, Lascelles Dubravka, Sean Longstaff Wilson. <laughs> For fuck's sake Longstaff. Yeah. But I particularly mean the lads who who Ensured who Newcastle United Were a Premier League side To be taken over mm-hmm. You know Fabian Cher and Miguel Moran played under Rafa Benitez Sean Longstaff played under Rafa Benitez yeah. Joe Willock his <laughs> oh Joe Willett.
4: No, no, but Joe Willick's goals. You're right. You're blue. right. It's yeah,
1: not yeah, the he point he's making. <laughs> you're right, though. You're right. These guys who, these guys who were, who were here and and whatever the flaws and there were many of the football club and of the team before the takeover, we were always able to say that the lads gave 100, percent and that's why the fans pretty much stayed stayed with the side. And particularly for Shaw Almiron and I suppose Longstaff tonight, uh, who were the players that started. The fact that they're able to experience... Murphy, we haven't mentioned as well. The fact that they were, were able to experience this moment is especially sweet, I think, because without their endeavour and their willingness to put in the performances that they did to keep us in the division, when even under Rafa Benitez, we um, punched a little bit up of our weight at certain points of the season, when, when in reality we were a very poor side, it must be extraordinarily gratifying for those guys tonight to witness the transformation of the club. And it, it, that extends to beyond just the, the um, players, you know, that it extends to uh, coaching staff who've been here a while. It extends to people who work within the club. So what a journey it's been. Obviously, everyone listening to this has been any Newcastle fan for a long time and knows all the shit that we've been through. Um, it, it really is reward for incredible hard work. And one of the things that we'll talk about a lot over the summer, particularly on Patreon, probably is that this this isn't the end point. That's what excites us most about these things. This is just part of the journey. I don't think Newcastle United or Eddie Howe or the owners will ever be a club who are like, okay, we've got our trophy. We've got top four job done. No, no, no. The the job next season is taking on the Champions League, competing properly in it, and, and making a tilt at the league title. Those words sound ridiculous to some maybe, but they sound no more ridiculous than 12 months ago saying Newcastle United would qualify for the Champions League.
2: You mentioned the coaching staff there, and I just want to talk about the wild ride that Graham Jones has been on because <laughs> somebody posted a video, um, I think it was Catch posted a video um, of him, and he's got his arm around, um, God, I can't remember who now, but he, but you can see him go, Champions fucking League. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I was looking at it, I was thinking, God, That's nuts for you because he, Alex and I were talking about this before the show, before we started recording the show. He went from being Jason Tindall's number two. Am I right? Yeah. At Bournemouth. Then he went to Luton and was terrible at Luton. Then he came to be like Steve Bruce's deputy. Saviour. (laughs) <laughs> the three he's yeah. brought in to do eight minute video
1: on the fucking
2: yeah to make a score goals he was our main signing he, that January yeah. transfer <laughs> window top <laughs>
4: signing Graham Jones won't be playing on the pitch just, yeah. just coaching the lads
2: it was yeah. it was nuts and then and then he had a stint actually coaching and he clearly there's clearly a lot to him a lot more to you him than I gave him, him. you,
3: you genuinely thought with Bruce as well that clean out or
4: yeah. the deadwood, and he's yeah, still yeah. here. So that's yeah. Says something. So you've
2: got to say that that, that that he works well with with the coaching staff. But what mm-hmm. a wild ride for Graham yeah. Jones, <laughs> Champions League.
4: <laughs> he, he probably came in 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 those couple of games. It took over thinking Championship. <laughs> <laughs> in reality, probably no, what he sent to the lads in private, hurts. Brucey Championship, and 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 to to continue on the
1: kind of narrative of of who to thank and how we got here. You know, Bruno Guimara comes into Newcastle United when they're 19th in the Premier League and talks about qualifying for the Champions League. Mm. No one ever doubt that man again. No one can doubt that man again. You know, Alex Isak turns up, talks about Champions League when, you know, big money signing in Newcastle had a indifferent start to this season, I suppose, in terms of wins. Not performances, but wins. It talks about Champions League. It, you know, Joe Linton, I remember fucking Joe Linton talking about himself playing in the Champions League when we were under steve bruce and it, you know it was like are you, are, you to, <laughs> are you going to die and be reborn as a footballer <laughs> as someone else but look look at him now god we missed him tonight yeah. like we really missed ullitt tonight but wow like it it just it, it it's an extraordinary group of players at an extraordinary football club and it's t- t- i don't want to i don't want to big up the achievement too much because i did a, a youtube video this week and i said it was the first time it had ever happened someone had gone from 20th in the league the year before to qualify for the Champions League and loads of people correctly pointed out Leicester City did actually win the league (laughs) from that exact position but look at them now look at them now (laughs) look at us now we're in the Champions League someone
3: just give me some more words on how good it is I mean that's a good point for Leicester really it's a good draw for them if you want to say look at them now but (laughs) yeah I I agree Um, there's there's, there's not a huge amount more to be said you've really captured it well Um, this has been a culmination of 18 months of Extremely hard work from mm. Eddie Howe, from from Tyndall, from all those players that you just mentioned. From the, you know, you've, you've mentioned Trip, uh, Bruno coming I in. Mean, Trippier came in with the ambition of making this club a Champions League football club. He has led us there. He has genuinely led us there. The likes of Dan Burn have come in and played a huge part in that. Um, you, you've, you've probably got to make a special mention to the likes of Chris Wood, who came in and did their job for that journey. But mm. um, <laughs> No one thought I was going to mention Chris Wood in this podcast, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just been it's been a special special eighteen months after the fucking shit show that was, and and everyone talks about fourteen years, but the first few years, the last couple of years before actually were also bad. So it's more like 17, yeah, yeah. 18 years of shit, and 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 yeah, this is this is deserved by the supporters, it's deserved by everyone at the at the club who's you know people who work in the back room, in fact, to deal with running a really naff football club. They all deserve it as well, and it's just. It's, um, it's such a happy moment for everyone,
2: for it, everyone. It really is. And um, again, we were talking about this just before we started recording. And I was saying, like, before the cup game, I was like, I really want this team to win something. I really want it to be this team because it's meant so much. And it, it's it been this crazy journey yeah. of a season. And then when that obviously didn't happen, I was just like, God, I hope we get something out of this season elsewhere because it has to this team is is historic to all of us for so many reasons and I want it to like I want it to be historic for like historic reasons do you know what I, I mean like exactly pe- people mean, yeah. people will put this down and this will be the team they have made it. history they right have. right yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that's really important and not to be overlooked so I'm very proud of everybody
1: it's it's a good way of looking at it and I also think that the the club for so long the, the kind of the story around it was neglect. and you look at tonight you look at the the chairman was here you look at the the executives and a couple of the owners doing the mad halftime stuff you know which in itself is is quite remarkable
2: for those not at the game that um own, like Jamie Rubin Yasser Ramayan and my dad. My dad did the like goal the
4: And Daniels. And Daniels <laughs> did, they? did the like what try to chip the ball in at the back of the net. Yeah, that, that game. Yeah. And you at the game? If if that <laughs> I wasn't watching that at half time <laughs> I was sorry, down the concourse with you, you'd I do Not remember.
1: But, but that that in itself is remarkable and the you know Anton Deck were were here tonight. Um hello lads. You know Alan Shearer is team. absolutely buzzing just the whole thing is completely united and I just I just feel like Apart from uh, failing to the score tonight, mm. it's just unstoppable. You know, it is just unstoppable. <laughs> and Apart the, the, from if you're the woodwork, yeah, if you're the woodwork, you managed to stop. His butt <laughs> and creating chances, from open play, managed to stop him. because it, <laughs> we didn't. But 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 I suppose it it, it almost feels inevitable because what, that we've done this because we're so together and we're so good. But it's not because, like one of you just said before, there's just so much hard work going in. It's mm. just an, um, it's an unbelievable amount of hard work. Eddie Howe has done, you know. A year and a half of six AM starts at the training grounds yeah. to get us here. How fucking early is he gonna have to get into work to win the league? I dread to think. <laughs> and you, the Champions just, League.
2: Just just sort that little bed out in the corner of his office. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't stop sleep. the pretense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're gonna leave it there for, for part one in this celebration podcast. We might talk about the football match that happened tonight in a <laughs> in a little bit. In fact, we definitely will. Prefer not to. <laughs> um back after these ads. Remember, uh, we can get rid of the ads for just £3 a month. You get all these podcasts ad-free. Uh, that includes me uh, not
0: talking about the ads as well. So back after these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data,
1: the game tonight let's talk about maybe the best thing that
4: happened ben nick pope you're impressed wow what an absolute i mean there was a chant the um the little parade as i've called it um of heroes 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 i mean that was nick pope um tonight that that save is outrageous and a little honorable mention to Shaw for getting there for the clearance as well because that was as important so the pair of them have single-handedly saved um, Newcastle tonight. That, that it was an outrageous moment. I mean, I I still struggle as as we say. It looks like Leicester were were there for the gentleman's agreement. Will not try and score, lads. Like you don't try and score, but we won't. Promise you, we won't. We won't even try and connect the two passes together. <laughs> Jamie Vardy, bless him, was running around like a headless chicken, just winning headers to nothing, um, and then I. Just that chance at the end just came out of absolutely nowhere, and it's like, whoa! What are you trying to do? Like it was mental. But fair play, Nick put. I mean, that is the, that you talk about it all the time. That is the definition of a world class keeper that he's kept the concentration to make that save at the end of the game, and uh, yeah, it saved our season. Because if they score, the pressure that we're under going to Chelsea next uh, next week would have been massive, and uh, he's t- ensured that we've got the job done tonight. So yeah, huge.
3: It was a bit like that Jasper Carrot show on um, ITV a few years ago. You know where they they got to the end? And I know this is a bit niche, but it was called Golden Balls. That was it. Where (laughs) The two people that got to the end would be like, split or share. And they'd spend about an hour oh, talking yeah. to each other about, well, we're just going to share, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, mate, we've, we've been on such a journey together. We're just going to draw. So it felt like a gentleman's agreement. And then a couple of the lesser players were like, nah, we're going to try and we're gonna try and steal. <laughs> and they, they, they went for it. And we were like, whoa, what are you doing? Okay. And Nick Poe was like, no, yeah. you can't do that. I'm, I'm saving that. And then, yeah, you're right, share with the clearance as well. But up to that point, I genuinely thought that was two teams who didn't really worry about the result. Like Leicester were happy with a point, which is weird because... They've only got one more game to save their season, but they were happy with the point, and we we didn't really, really we have to it. do much. Like at, um, at the same time, what I would say just on that quickly is away from home at a
4: top well a top three club. Yeah, of course they'll take you've the got point. you take that, and they've the, got they've got a home game against West Ham. Yeah. So, so
3: in their mind, I kind of get it, but and we were yeah. kind of almost willing to take it, weren't we? Almost yeah. willing to take oh, it. But at one point there was eighty three well, possession, eighty three percent possession. Sorry. That, that was
1: one of the weird things about tonight. Is that and I wanted to talk about this later on, but let's do it now. The... There didn't seem to be an understanding across the pitch about how to see that game mm. out. Yeah, you had Botman, you had trip here and Shaw, essentially didn't want to play. They yeah. just thought Botman and Shaw were passing it between each other. Yeah. Leicester weren't pressing. Bruno not having any of that shit. Let's <laughs> <That's> go, <good>, lads! <laughs> Storms back, takes the ball off him, tries to play the ball to maximum, and all of a sudden we will lose the ball. Yeah. It was a really weird one, and I suppose that is a little bit. Of an uh, insight into the the nerves that had spread, and and mm. I, I was uh, in the Melbourne State night and, and got a good view of the benches. Leicester's bench would would didn't want to draw. Well, I mean they're probably happy enough with the draw, but they didn't. They were they were egging the players on, getting the players to try and press. But the players were mm. like, "Whoa, we'll take a point." And so and that's that's it's, it, uh, You don't often see that in football, mm. is what I'm trying to say. And maybe that's a little bit uh indicative of the nerves that spread through at the end tonight because Newcastle's last fifteen minutes probably was, was a bit odd.
3: It was weird. And and we've said this for quite a well while now. We want to finish third. We want yeah. to finish above Liverpool and weren't. Man United. We probably won't. And we probably won't now. Um yes, Champions League football is all that matters, really. Yeah. And and no one's gonna be bothered if we if we lose the chance next week and finish fourth. Who cares? But but some of those players like Bruno was like, no, I want to be the third best team, not the fourth mm. best team. And, and you could tell that um, probably just Bruno at that point, actually, because you're right, the back four were quite happy to just yeah. trot it side to side. Then Bruno was like, fuck off, lads. <laughs> I'm going to go and try and do some. But yeah, you're right. Um, it, it was a strange thing to witness. And and to be fair, the St. James's Park crowd was at that point already waiting for the final whistle. I think we all mm-hmm. knew this game had nil, nil, but nil over it. And we, yeah, you can talk about maybe a gentleman's agreement or whatever, but either way, it didn't feel like we were ever losing... We might have nicked a goal. We, we had some chances, you know, we at the post as well. Um, and it was just kind of a, a weird occasion where a point was the minimum and it, it was the minimum we thought we were always getting. But we probably should have won. Like we should have beat them. We definitely we really should like, have. Yeah. Sh-
2: Leicester terrible. Yeah. We really, and, really
3: should have. And we, we, we the, the football match itself wasn't great, <laughs> but it's, there's so much riding on it and there's so many things going on. We don't really need to worry about that. And I'm sure in future we would treat such an occasion with, with more. With more importance, but yeah.
1: Back to Pope, though. Yeah, <laughs> what, what 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 a save and, and what a moment! And I just yep. I just can't. I, I feel like Newcastle United in the signings that they've made since this takeover, they've nearly all been absolutely unbelievable. Not only have we signed good, young, technically able players or leaders in the the spirit of uh, Kieran Trippier and Dan Byrne, You know these guys. Some of these guys have come outside of the Premier League and hit the ground running straight away. But Nick fucking Pope has literally been one of the best goalkeepers in the league for about yeah. five years. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, how... If you're... Uh, this is me being a bit harsh on, on other clubs, maybe but if you're if you're Chelsea and you don't yeah. need a goalkeeper, go and sign Nick Pope to yeah. stop someone else having an absolutely mint goalkeeper for, for what, what is realistically a paltry fee. £10 mm. million pounds for Nick Pope. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you've got teams I'm going out spending it. like 50, 60 million quid on a goalkeeper... Wow. I mean, yeah. that, like you said, Ben, that moment tonight, he's, God, if we were sat here having lost that game and having to go to Chelsea and get something, mm. fuck, that would have been a hard, you know, bitter spill, uh, pill to swallow. But yeah, it, and it's it's just testament to, to, again, Pope comes in and immediately from day one in the Newcastle United shirt, fit that it, it's not just the player he is, the bloke he is as well, clearly the fact that he's so calm and collected at the back.
4: Just a just a massive moment. One of the great moments of the season for me. I mean, we saw when he obviously got suspended after the Liverpool game, like mm-hmm. how much of a miss he was. Obviously, don't want to dwell on it, but the cup final, like the, the, he, he is pivotal to that back four. And obviously we're, we're one of the best defence in the league, but predominantly because of him, like to, yeah. uh, he, he makes some huge saves and he's done it again tonight. And it's, yeah, like, as you say, I mean, pound for pound, that has got to be one of the greatest signs of the Premier League ever. 10 million, I'm not... I'm, yeah, I agree with you. He's, he's, he's been... I mean, they, they talk about keepers being worth 12 points or whatever. I mean, he's probably worth, like, 40. Mm. <laughs> Unbelievable. 40. <laughs> 40 points at least. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> Give all the points brilliant.
4: to Pope. Yeah. The the good thing about Pope is, of course, is a lot of games this season, so he just simply hasn't had to do anything. Yeah. Which is great for him as well. Yeah. Well, he's had moments in games where he's had to do it and he's always done it. That's, that's, the, that's it. the
2: point, isn't I it? I mean, that's look, the look, thing. look,
4: seriously, Pope, in
1: the last... Um, Where we're now It wasn't that long ago we played at Leeds Away So in the last, what, fucking nine days He's pulled off that save to win a point Saved a pen um, um, And saved a pen Mm -hmm. Like, that's huge, it's absolutely massive And um, like Charlotte said in the video We're just recorded for the YouTube channel You just want to give him things you own
2: Yeah, I was like, when he made that save I was like, what can I give him of mine? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to give this man gifts Um, Unfortunately, I think I have nothing That would appeal to Nick Pope so um you, <laughs> I won't be giving him...
1: You're not supposed to say this and admit that it happens, but I can't wait for Nick Pope to ever so slowly jog across his 18-yard box next season <laughs> to take a goal kick really, really slowly when we're 1-0 up away from home with people throwing fucking flares at or some shit that they do in Europe. In San Siro. They <laughs> do that. Oh, it won't be there. Yeah, Um I suppose Newcastle failed to. Sc- Why well not? Newcastle definitely failed to score tonight. Uh, it was a. F- it was a funny old game, wasn't it? Because Leicester came with a back five. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a team for the first sixty minutes of that game play as defensively as Leicester. They did not entertain getting forward. Yeah. And to be fair, neither did Brighton last week. But that was by. Des- that was because Newcastle stopped it, them. They could, yeah. they could do It was all. It, it. 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 People around me and some stuff on social media that sort of half time were saying this is reminiscent of earlier in the season particularly that spell january february that we had where we just couldn't break teams down but i also think i also feel that's like an unfair comparison because leicester just just didn't
3: i don't even want to say they didn't play it's almost like they, they didn't compete it's anti-football they, they didn't compete in the fixture 100 percent. palace uh, bournemouth uh who else um leeds leeds at, at christmas they all sure. tried to win the game for the first sixty to seventy minutes, Leicester didn't even try. They were—it's like they won. Honestly, the gentleman's agreement analogy is, is there. <laughs> like I know I'm going back to it, but you're right. Uh, even when they got out of their their half, the ball came to like um, Unachu or, or Vardy. and they just kind of looked at each other, like, "What do we do now?" Do yeah, we hold, they didn't know what to do. Do, with do that. we do we hold it up? Do we just try and run down the clock a bit? Because it felt like their their remit was keeping it at nil nil, lads. We might have a go at ninety minutes, but we'll see how we do when we get there. Like it, honestly, it was a, a really strange thing to witness as a home crowd because in normal games, like, ten weeks ago, we'd be getting really frustrated at that. We mm-hmm. would be, and that it's like yeah, frustrate this in James's Park crowd, and you might be able to nick it later on. But it's like we we couldn't be frustrated because a draw was okay for yeah. us. It was a really <laughs> weird way to feel because my the, the gut instinct was how are lads? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's fucking do something more here but equally it was like well if they want to do that just let them because yeah. we don't really care let them do it's a really strange out. strange dynamic because as, as the crowd was a little bit weird it was a little bit mm. not i want i don't want to say flat flat's the wrong word but nervous a bit, a bit maybe nervous but all, almost like like what's going on here like n- confused confused yeah. from the <laughs> word because it was just a, a game of football that didn't really happen until <laughs> until the last 10 minutes maybe where a little bit happened but I don't understand that from Leicester. I really don't. And, and they got the know. point they came for, I suppose.
1: Yeah, is, yeah. And, and there was a huge element of luck. Callum Wilson hits the post. Some great work mm. b- by Dan Byrne to keep that ball alive. He should score with the header. It's a tight angle. I think he should also score with the header. Then uh, Miguel Almiron hits the post in the uh, yeah. straight after mm-hmm. that. And then Isak sticks it straight over. And then in the second half from a corner, almost an identical Goal to the first goal against Brighton, where a Leicester player heads it on inadvertently. Bruno's is actually there at the back post and gets ahead head and heads it straight onto the post from one centimeter out. I get the feeling that game if Newcastle score one of those goals, it's four five nil. Yeah, that's the type yeah. of team Leicester have been recently. They've looked okay until they concede and then then they fall apart. Fair play to Leicester in terms of they've come and they haven't got beat. It was a strange one, and like you say, where you know if you're a team at the bottom of the league, you just have to get out of the relegation zone. But that's a good point for them tonight. We only needed a point side, like you say, with your gentleman's agreement. <laughs> st- thing. That
3: you're Have really I mentioned keen- that?
4: <laughs> really but keen on that one. The, the reality is they came and they didn't play two of the best players in Madison and Barnes from the start. So mm. they, they knew what they were playing for and yeah, I, I suppose they, they got it. Obviously they thought they probably could try and nick it and then nearly fucking did. But yeah, like I think it's, um, it, it's a strange one, as you say, because they're like where they're, the position they're in. But yeah, you've, you've, to Take it as it is. I suppose
1: you do, and I, and I suppose that there are maybe some questions for Newcastle to think about next season in terms of how to break teams down like that. I think we struggle more against teams that play a back five. But you know, when when teams play a back five, normally there's some space in behind the wing backs. But they were not on it. Was as Charlotte said, we thought it was a back eight. Leicester played pretty much plus back the two 10. In front.
2: Yeah, honestly, it was awful, awful so, to watch.
4: So, how much can you analyze it? I suppose. At the same time, I think Newcastle only had one player that was trying to kind of break the lines. and It was Bruno, so there
2: is that as well. Maxi was attempting it when he came on. It was it yeah. Was,
4: and I thought that sub could have been made earlier, but
2: agreed. Yeah,
1: but 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 ultimately, this is the beauty of this season and being good is that the previous body of work that we've done allows us to just get a point and get over the line tonight. Yeah. And even realistically, even if we'd lost this, even if we'd lost the last two games of the season, it would have been a huge goal difference swing towards Liverpool. Mm. Um, it's fantastic that Liverpool managed to beat us twice. We're going six point head start this season. Still finished below us. Well done, lads. Congratulations <laughs> on that one. You've, you've been great. Great for us across the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, to you know thoughts, by the way, just before we move on just. Talk about better things again than this game of football. But Elliot Anderson, thoughts, guys, because big, big, big night for him tonight. I will say because I'm looking at some head shaking here. For me, he is. He's a he's a left winger. Yeah, he's going to play on the left hand side, further forward. He was filling in midfield because he had to. But honest thoughts. What did he make of his performance?
3: He worked hard. He 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 didn't really have sorry, short I'll let you go because I don't have a huge amount to say. Just going to agree with you. I thought he uh, he he did his bit. He, He did what he was probably asked to do, which was make sure you cover the ground, make sure you're back, make sure you're behind your man, make sure we do not concede. But we didn't see the Elliot Anderson that we've all been told about for, for nearly two years now, which is he's he's this Geordie Maradona character who's really skillful and can do a lot on the ball. He didn't really get in the ball. He didn't really take a man on. He didn't really do anything. I'm not I'm not criticising. I just think that's not his position. He was asked to fill in a role here. And it's nice for him to get a start, but I really want to see him in that final third doing something a bit more, a bit more positive uh, in future. In future.
2: Agreed. I, I don't want to take him out much. I think the key thing here is that isn't the position he's natural in. He didn't look natural in it tonight. He didn't overlap very well. He didn't, you know, he, he looked like he was clashing, crashing into players a little bit as well, losing the ball. Um,
3: To be fair, someone's got to do it when Joe Linton's on <laughs> Someone's got to crash into <laughs> every player.
2: But like I say, uh, he did work hard. He clearly wanted it. You know, mm. all we needed tonight was a point and he was part of the team that got us a point. So yep. I like... I, I do think there's a lot more to come from him and I think that there's plenty for us to see. That isn't his natural position and you know what happens when players are played out of their natural positions. He did the job and, and you know, credit to him. He got some minutes.
4: The only thing I would say is, is Eddie Howe clearly does fancy him in that position because he's played him in that role a couple of times a season and, it, and apparently he is he's meant to be versatile. The one thing I would say is I, th- I thought he was good off the ball in terms of he did everything he was asked for the one criticism I would have was I thought he was very um, simple tonight on the ball in terms of yeah. all he was doing was just giving the ball to Isak and he, he made a couple of kind of positive overlaps and stuff. But ultimately, like, I, I want you, like, as you say, so he's no got ability, no yeah, yeah, that that's it. You've got ability, mate. Like, show us something, like, get, mm. get, try something. Um, I just thought he played it very safe tonight. And ultimately, he's a player that's, hopefully next season should be pushing. I mean, ultimately, we need all these squad players to be pushing for starting positions. That wasn't the performance tonight of a player trying to get a, yeah. a, a, a kind of a starting berth. That was a player trying to kind of maintain his, <laughs> his kind of position that he's in. And I, I just felt like he played it very safe. As you say, took no risks. I would have loved to see him try and kind of grow in that role, have a bit of confidence, like take... I mean, Everton are a, te- uh, sorry, or a terrible team. Like, they're having our terrible team Ben, don't worry. They they are, sorry. <laughs> but um Leicester, like they were a team that he I felt like he could have come on and controlled that midfield a bit and, and had a go at them because of the position they're in, they're they're nervous. And I just felt like he he didn't do enough on the ball for me today. I, and and I'm not trying to be too critical of him. Ultimately, they've all done the job we needed them to do. But I just felt like he was one player I was a little bit disappointed with just because I th- I think he's capable of more than he, he delivered tonight. Mm. We're going to be back after another short ad break. Uh,
1: we're going to go back to the good stuff and talk about Newcastle United in the Champions League next season. Let's have some closing thoughts then for this podcast. I mean, we've we've had some time to talk through it here to to let let it settle in. But sorry, si, start with you. You know, are you used to it yet? Newcastle United back in the Champions League. Did do you need the result to confirm it for you tonight? Where are you, you at with it all?
3: Uh, I did. Uh, I've had a very nervous day again at work, and um, I've been thinking about this all day, and it it, it is one of those things where, um, as a Newcastle supporter, you almost expect whatever could go wrong to go wrong, and it didn't tonight. Nothing really went wrong. You know, the the game went in a weird kind of non-event way, the exact way we needed it to go. I mean, some of us are are invested enough to think that actually a point for Leicester is good, because then then Everton and Leeds might go down and that's kind of what some of us want. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I haven't quite got my head around Newcastle in Europe going ahead because the last time we were in Champions League and we were all like 13, 14, and I was there. You know, I as said, I, said, I, said, I said at the start of the show, I watched us play against Barca, I watched us play against Inter, watched us play against Juve, and it was class, but I was like a 13-year-old boy. This is different. This, this feels like it means much more because at the time, it was like we were genuinely like just happy to be there, whereas... The way this club's going and the trajectory we're on, it's going to be like, actually, we're not just here to... We're not just turning up to be part of these fixtures. We're, we're, the, the 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 feeling I get from this club is that we're, we're winners. We're trying to beat these teams. We're going to try and win as many of these games as possible and see how far we go. And that's something I still need to adjust to as, as a Newcastle supporter, Like because I'm buzzing that we're just back in Europe. I'm buzzing that I might get to go to somewhere like Milan, like Barcelona, like Madrid. I can't wait for any of those trips, but yeah... I I have to admit, I'm not even ready for that because, um, yeah, I didn't think it would happen this quickly. I honestly didn't. And I'm so proud of the team and and what they've done. And, yeah, I'm kind of buzzing for the likes of Dan Byrne, for the likes of Miggy, who will get to be part of that because they're not going to be moved on that quickly. We will buy better players in the summer, but all the lads we've mentioned in this podcast and the likes of Jacob Murphy and Longstaff will be part of that journey. And I think they deserve that. They deserve to be... Champions League footballers, and I'm excited for them as much as I am excited for myself as a supporter. And I suppose that's the best way to look at it. Is this is, it's going to be a fun journey, but a fun journey where Newcastle aren't just participants. We're going to try and do this every year, and, and that's that's a really really nice place to be, isn't it? That's the key
4: thing, though, isn't it? It's a journey. It's like, and we're at the start of it. Like, hopefully, this is going to lead to something that we're going to get used to, and we're, mm. we're going to experience a lot. And um, that's that's what really excites me.
2: I think, uh, you know, I'm just like scrolling through as we're chatting and seeing Jacob and you think, you know, how big Jacob Murphy's mouth can get. (laughs) And actually it can get so much bigger. He just looks so emotional and so happy. But, you know, we've already talked about how proud we are of the players. Like as fans, like, fuck me, we deserve it, don't we? Like it's been a horrible, (laughs) horribly long time. And in that long time, it hasn't just been sort of languishing in sort of ninth, 10th. It's been looking over our shoulder and two relegations. And uh, I'm just, I, you know, I don't want to sound stupid, but I just really do think we deserve it. And mm. I'm so happy that we're getting, getting it. Just, it's very exciting. I don't think it's properly sunk in for me. I think it'll take a few days.
4: We deserve it because we had to put up with fucking Bruce for two years. We're not making this that podcast alone.
2: about Steve Bruce. Yeah, but he's right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just reading about some of the other
1: lucky clubs to have already qualified for the Champions League. So excluding, well, I'll say them, Arsenal, Manchester City, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Bayern Munich, Napoli, uh, Borussia Dortmund, um, Paris Saint-Germain, Feyenoord, Benfica, Porto, Celtic, Red Star Belgrade, RB Salzburg, uh, and maybe Juventus, but I think they got another points deduction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what a what a list of teams. Sorry, Lazio as well. What a list of teams that is already. You know, take any of them, all of them. We'll beat them all. Don't care who you are. Um, and that's the exciting thing. I just want to finish by saying congratulations to everyone who's an Newcastle United fan, who's involved with the football club. It has been a ridiculous season. I think. In my opinion, despite some of the incredible jobs done by Gary O'Neill at Bournemouth, in particular Guardiola at Man City, Eddie Howe is the manager of the season. Whether they give it to him or not, I don't really care. Okay, if if he wants it, then yeah, fucking let you know, give give it it to him. him. He He deserves it. Give him what he wants. Give him what he wants. Thomas Frank. Thomas Frank's done a good job. They don't come close to Eddie Howe, in my opinion. If you look at the resources that Newcastle United play with, they are not close in terms of playing squad. Uh, assembly cost and and wage bill they're not close to Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, yeah. Arsenal, Man United, Man City and they finished above all well they will finish above half of those teams and still could get third. It's just been the performance of a lifetime I think.
4: Nobody's inherited a team that were bottom of the league and turned them into Champions League. Like the reality is, is in terms of the progress teams have made under their manager. Yeah. Yes, you can say Brighton have made Huge leaps getting to Europe. But ultimately, they were still a top 10 team Yeah, under Potter. Um, obviously, Brentford have made a big leap in terms of um, coming up for the championship, but then have consolidated from ultimately a mid-team. Eddie Howe has literally transformed this club from top to bottom. And yeah, he, he deserves it for that alone, let alone kind of the um, the unbelievable job he's done. And yeah, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? What a football club. What a season. Thanks very much for
1: well, to you three for, for being part of this podcast thanks to everyone uh, who listens we really really appreciate it we we'll love doing these things for you final plug we're on patreon come and join us you get loads more of these type of podcasts direct to your patron app or your podcast listening app of choice uh, come and join us between three and eight pounds a month we'll be back with absolutely loads of podcasts next week we'll have a chelsea review we'll have the free um podcast that we're doing with the audio of the live show next monday still tickets available and then we'll have a season review as well and we're going to keep going with these podcasts as we always do in the off season as we'll build up to a momentous 23-24 season which includes champions league football speak to you all very soon Bye bye